Hi, and welcome to another edition of Drag Hags. This week, three ladies of a certain age will be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Episode 1. And I'm Jan. I'm Ren. And I'm MC. And welcome to another season of Drag Race with Drag Hags. So um, this week was called Tens Across the Board, and we already had our little intro, and there's been a lot of like social media intros to the queens in and out for the last week or so. Um, but this is the first time we actually ever saw them together, and they're in the workroom, and um, they all gave their intros, and I'm just going to read off their names, and if anybody has anything to say about them, we can do that, um, just as they come in and what they were wearing. Um, oh, so right, first, right, yeah. Yes, yeah, so first we had Eureka, and she was in her, I guess, her chicken phoenix something costume. Why didn't she think about those shoulder pads? My God, she could have killed people with those. That's right. Be careful, honey. You'll poke somebody's eye out. It was a cute (laughs) idea, though, because, I mean, the the phoenix rising for the ashes, even if the execution was great. Yeah, I felt like in a way she was, like, channeling Kennedy without meaning to, though, which was (laughs) kind of funny, but not necessarily what one wants to be doing. Um, I'm really happy to see Eureka again. I liked her. Um, in season nine, but I, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. But I mean, yeah, I'm really a little trepidatious because from the beginning her energy is off. But I like her, so we'll see. Uh, then came Asia O'Hara. I have no notes on as to what she looked oh, like. So she, she was looked- serving fierce corporate realness with friends. Right, right. That was the white sort of Mary J. Blige thing. Yeah, it was but, cute. But, but yeah, it was cute. And I, you know, it's like it, it was good daytime daytime drive because you figure this is going to be like the first thing. In the morning on the first day. So, yeah, that's appropriate for it. I yeah. thought it was great. Then we had Miss Cracker, who had her, her sort of balloon hair. And I, it's I, a doorknob. It looked like a doorknob. I <laughs> liked it. I, I, liked, I liked it, too. But it's just yeah. like, it's a doorknob, girl. Yeah. No, it's I, also sort of kind of a play on her nor- her regular hair, which we I've seen, uh, which is the big board. She's got the cracker yeah. and her headpiece. So I thought this was sort of a rounded, toned down version of it. But. And I have to say that, that I like her, her bow tie. Uh, uh, she's, you know, as a boy, because, you know, yeah. bow ties are cool. But it was, it was, it was kind of spacey, because it's like, you know, and stars and, and galaxies and stuff. So it's really kind of cool. Nice attention to detail. I missed all that except for the fact that, oh, it's a bow tie. And bow ties are cool. Um, but so far, I like Miss cool. Cracker. I find her, like, kind of... I mean, granted, I admit it. She's a nice Jewish uh, drag queen from New York, even if she's living in Harlem. So, of course, I personally am going to relate to her. But I just I just think she's got a lot of energy and a lot of personality. Yeah. And and the question is, is did did Enrique actually not know where Harlem was? That's a good question. I that, that was kind of like... Ended up being like, oh, yeah, yeah, a joke, a joke, a joke. But did she actually not know? I got the feeling she didn't, which... Yeah, me too, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, you know, a resident... Even I think a resident Canadian knows where Harlem is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a good question. And then we got Yuha Hamasaki. And I thought, like, Yuha's looks are just amazing, so... Oh, she she totally looked like she escaped from a Chinese restaurant. You know, (laughs) one of those, like, dolls they have, you know, like, on the counter or, like, in the window kind of thing, which was, like, awesome. Because you know she she she's you know playing off the Asian vibe and, and you, know, you can't get more Asian than that. Yeah, Kim yeah, I think he said it later that uh, <clears throat> um, Yua really reminds her of an Asian Bianca Del Rio, and I am totally getting those vibes, and I love it. Yeah, well, and I have, a, you know, but that didn't really come across in this episode. We'll right. see, yeah, how it goes. Yua, because I follow her on social media, she posted a picture of Bianca with Miley Cyrus, and I was like, "Oh, look, here I am with Miley Cyrus. I love that girl." <laughs> Sweet. And half the people, of course, responding had no clue about the joke, and I thought it was hysterical because it was really funny. Because so obviously, Yua can laugh at herself also, which is That's which cool. is nice. 
And I think Yuan knows like all the New York queens because she is a, a seamstress or a costume designer. So she. So I just thought that was funny. Uh, then we have Blair St. Clair, who, and I just adore Blair's look. I think Blair is just beautiful. I love the 60s, you know, early 70s vibe. Oh, I, but, 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 but. Okay. That trench coat. That trench Why coat Why did awful. she not take the trench coat off? You did not see what was underneath the trench coat. The dress and was adorable. Like, she didn't need the trench coat. But you didn't see it. Yeah. You, really see, you, you saw it in passing in, in when they did the Soul Trade thing early, later on in the episode, but when she walked in with the trench coat, it's like, Okay, darling, what are you hiding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was sloppy drag first thing in the morning. I don't know. Then after that, we had Monet Exchange. I liked it. Eh. That's kind of about it. It's yeah. Like, it was cute. Moni, so far, the only thing that stands out for me with Moni so far is that she looks a little like Bob um, at a drag. and But I like her personality, so we'll see where that goes. Then we had Cameron Michaels. Um, very, very 70s disco I was getting. Yes, very. Uh, which seems to be something that Cameron's going to do a lot in the future. But Cameron's just, like, amazing. I, I just, like, surprised how much I'm liking Cameron so far. Uh, then we had Mayhem Miller. I don't even very, remember. Very, very glamour. But, you know, she, she made her biggest claim to fame, um, you know, knowing all the, these other previous queens. And it's like, how about standing on your own merits? Yeah, well, they, Mayhem has the problem of being like drag sisters to everybody from Raven to Detox. Yeah, to, yeah. So I wish, and, and she's been around, as she said, like forever. Um, so it, it's both a blessing and a curse, I think, because a lot of people know her. But on the other hand, as she's been trying to get on the show for so long, it's like, you know, <clears> hopefully <throat> her time has come. Um, I then, think she looked stunning. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I do think she has big shoes to fill, but she's been impressing me so far. So, okay. yeah. And um, then we had uh, Calorie Carbdashian, who um, the only note I've made was basic. Um, I follow uh, Calorie on uh, social media, and I like Calorie as a person. I think she's adorable, and she seems like a very, very good person. But I'm not sure how much she's ready for this. But we'll find well, out. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't think she's quite ready for it either. But I will yeah. point out that as a boy, she looks like Christopher Knight, aka Peter Brady. You're right. I didn't think. Of that. Yeah. No, uh, that bodysuit was so basic. It was. Oh uh, yeah. That's as I said. My only note is basic. Uh, then we had Monique Hart. Well, she was very fluttery, glittery, but the glitter parts did not carry on into the back of the outfit. So in full frontal, she was like, you know, they had these, you know, glitter leaves and stuff like that. It was very flowing. But you look at the back, there's like, yeah, one or two ones and it was like kind of like a very plain back i'm like oh no not really yeah one of the other queens like talked about her like how everything was hemmed so nicely but later on when they were on the, 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 the runway was, thing but that back was awful that was, it was Derek like, making a joke about the fact that Derek got clocked for not having hands. oh yes right oh yeah absolutely right, i forgot about that but yeah but the back of that that outfit was money's outfit just looked unfinished it just kind of like stopped so yeah yeah uh, then Dusty Ray, uh, Dusty Ray Bottoms came out, and I I loved it. it. I mean, somebody made a Carrie Bradshaw joke, but it, it is very Carrie Bradshaw, also like sort of very Barbie to me. Like, you know, I, like I, I, I'm thinking of a, of a punk Sandy Olsen, you know, from Grace. Yeah, you know? too. I love everything that Dusty Ray has worn so far, uh, except for the drag on a dime. But we'll get to that because like the stuff that she's wearing, I would totally wear. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. I was gonna say like there's you can never go wrong with like a big cool skirt as far as I'm concerned. I, I just I'm love it. I'm really surprised because I didn't think I would 
care either way about Dusty, and she's already kind of grabbing me. So I, I loved it. Uh, then we had um, the Vixen, and my notes were, what the fuck? I mean, I get what she was trying to do, but I just thought it was like a hot mess of Chicago. Well, you know, she, she was very much bitch up from Chicago, but she was, she was wearing half of the, of the Chicago highlights on her, her uh, outfit, which really wasn't a very good outfit, and she just had, like, cardboard cutouts of, like, pizza and the bean and the Chicago theater marquee, and I was like, oh, girl, no. It, was a, dot, it, was, a, it was a Kmart version of Shea Coulee's costume from last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it absolutely. was fucking terrible because, I mean, you know the first episode you're going to have some sort of wacky mini challenge. Usually it's a photo shoot where you have to do something really weird. And you're going <coughs> to wear something where all the shit can fall off of you, which we see later on. Shit falling off of her. So it was a right, bad, exactly. bad choice. It was. Yeah. It was. It, I mean, I get the intent behind it, but it was just kind of a hot mess. Um, then uh, Vanessa Mateo, and I'm going to say something right out here, and I know I'm going to be like in the minority, and everybody in the world can clog with. I don't get Vanessa's like appeal to people. I, I just, there's nothing wrong with her, but she did not grab me, and I don't even remember. Oh, she was wearing the gold thing with the the sort of hoop skirt thing in the head. Yeah, I, I felt she was missing half her outfit. Yeah, I wanted to see a skirt over that. That It was basically um, paneers. It's an outline. Yeah. It's an outline of panniers and stuff like that. It's like, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it. Right. And then, of course, last but not least, Aquaria. Oh, please. Oh. I'm just ready to slap the smugness off Aquaria's face. I just can't even. It's just like, you know, She's all that in a bag of chips, and no, not really. She's, she's 21 years old. She thinks the world revolves around her. She thinks she's invented everything. And, I mean, of course she's from Brooklyn, so hipster central. And, I don't know, and, and then that freaking head thing, because, like, everything is so affected. It drove me crazy. Okay. Yeah. If Michelle's going to clock Dusty for her dots the first time she wears them, can we please clock Aquaria for never wearing fucking tits? Yes, please. Please. And, and this is going to be an ongoing thing, which I'm sure we will continue to complain about, and rightly so. Um, I mean, I liked what, I thought that Aquaria looked awesome just coming in, just like with the big, like, 80s kind of Sig Sig Sputnik hair and the the red vinyl stuff. But it's it's more her personality and her general, like, demeanor about everything that's making me crazier than her actual looks. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But, you know, when they first came in, though, it was already Cracker versus Aquaria. Right. I'm and, already and people over were it. living for them. And I'm over it too. It. And it's like, this is so manufactured. This is totally Alyssa versus Coco. Yeah. And it's like, no, we don't need this kind of crap. No, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, obviously we're not part of the New York drag scene or anything like that. It sounds like it actually does exist to some extent. And so they're just playing on something that already exists. But it sucks and we don't need it. Yeah, um, great. I've been watching Ms. Cracker's reviews with a Jew, uh, which are really great. So check them out on YouTube. And she's doing them for season 10 and has Ooh. been revealing some stuff that, you know, we don't know uh, about, you know, they didn't include in the show. And one of the things is she showed a bunch of pictures of her and Aquaria playing up the whole twin thing. Like we saw one of the pictures. I, I can't remember if it's in this episode or the next one, because unfortunately we did have to do... Uh, episodes back to back because of life and everything. That's how, well, that's how it rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they did like multiple photo shoots <coughs> where they were playing up the whole twin thing because they acknowledged it. But I guess it they need to make it a thing for the show. But it seems to be more of a thing 
for Aquaria than it is Miss Cracker? I, I think Miss Cracker is older than Aquaria. Aquaria is, you know, Only so by young. a year. No, I mean, she, she's Miss Cracker's Miss Crack- 33. Yeah, okay, I thought she yeah. was like 23. I missed that. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I, I'm an idiot. I mean, Aquarius is the same age as my kid. And, you know, really, you know, you, you don't get actually, like, real brain function until you're 25 or 26. And if you're just 21, you're just kind of still flailing in the teenage, oh, my God, I have to have the drama. Basically, Aquaria versus Ms. Cracker would be me fighting your daughter. <laughs> that That's <laughs> the age difference. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I thought they were closer in age, which, I mean, only made it more annoying. But I got the feeling that Cracker actually doesn't care about it. She doesn't want to deal with that. She just go off and do her thing, which is awesome. And yet we have to have this shit thrown at yeah. us in the show constantly. So okay, I'm already over it. I'm I think over we're all it, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Vince, for, for making the drama. Mm. Yeah. So um, the next thing we had was our mini challenge. Um, I love this mini challenge so much. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Oh, I love that. I love anything that brings back the old queens. That's, that's exactly why I hated it. Because there was so many, you know, there was like 20 queens there. And we saw maybe seven or eight queens interviewed. And there are a bunch of people, queens, who might have gotten a close-up, like Peppermint. Or who didn't get a close-up at all, like Pandora Box. And it's just like... Why are you wasting your time spending, you know, the seven hours painting and getting ready for this if, you, if you're just going to be background? It's like, why are you doing this? But we don't know how, I mean, in their, you know, defense, as it were, um, we don't know how long that everything got filmed or, you know, how many takes they made. And maybe just the way it worked out as to who wound up getting, like, the, the little cameo and a little interview. They may have done, like, a shit ton of stuff, and that's just what was best. And, the, and there know. has been other stuff that has been posted later on. And yeah. Almost everybody, I think, has gotten a chance to, like, say a little thing. And people were, they seemed really happy about getting together because they don't often get together in a big group like that unless it's DragCon and they're all working then, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a cute idea. I, I, you know, and I I wish we had gotten to see more of the queens, perhaps, that we cared about. Um, and I, don't, I have to look at the main picture again because I don't even know who was missing. But then again, we saw people like Temp... Tempest Azure for 30 seconds. It's like, oh, Tempest is still out there. That's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Ms. Ka- Ms. Ka- Mrs. Kasha Davis actually had, had a quote, which is like, oh, good go, girl. But you also, know? I just uh, I just liked the runway in terms, or uh, not the runway, but I liked this challenge in that, you know, they got to like show off. I I, I love and the, these kinds of, you know. It, it, was, it was very Soul Train, you know, dance. V- very line very kind of much. Thing. Uh, uh, Paris is burning ball culture, which of course yeah. Rue ends up referencing, which uh-huh. is, is probably you know, came from from Salt Train, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. I think it came from a lot of like uh, dance dance clubs. In the the, the dance clubs, which, which they actually they actually did it. You know, basically American bandstand back in the fifties. They had people you know doing this troll or whatever down the line of, right. of other people going you know cheering them on. So it's 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 it's, it's a it's a, it's a common concept. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I think it worked very well, and I thought it was shot very well yeah. in terms of the way the cameras were. So we got to see a lot of them in action. Yeah, uh, I just have my my best and worst for this because there were so many girls that kind of just kind of faded into the background for me. Oh, I have I have thoughts to everyone, but none of them are particularly pleasing. So yeah, well, yeah. we can go through them. I I just I, I kind of like it all blurred together where nobody like really stood out to me. So. I don't know. It, it was good, but I, I didn't like nothing. Nobody like screamed best of. So yeah, well, go for it. For me, 
uh, mayhem stood out. Her voguing yeah. was on point. Like, oh, it was. It was, it was, it was really amazing. good. She was fantastic. And she did a cartwheel. She did. And yeah, it was, was, was amazing. Flawless. And uh, the other one who stood out was Miss Cracker. I thought she was funny and, you know, showed off her, you know, personality. And she yep. said in her review that she was worried she was going to lose her grapefruit. And that's why she was touching her head. Yeah. I thought she was awkward, though. I thought she was awkward and trying to be funny, but it wasn't. See, but I thought she was funny. Was, I think it's a weird shot. Yeah. Also, I mean, just it's sort of like Jewish culture, too. You may have noticed that she was like crossing herself. And I think that was actually a reference to an old joke that I learned, which was actually about the rabbi. It's all about a rabbi on a plane. And it's like uh, a wallet, spectacles, testicles, comb. And okay. as compared to actual crossing yourself, it was like a weird thing. But it's like one of those things if you don't know the joke. Cause she did it twice, and I was like, for a second, I was like, why is she? Oh, wait, she's doing. She, she's checking everything. So okay. it's kind of funny, but it's it's one of those things that's subtle, and you wouldn't get it if you didn't mm-hmm. know the old joke. And you you can't really do it unless you're actually showing people what you're doing. So um, yeah, I thought she was okay. I thought Moni was good also because one didn't Moni Moni won the uh, challenge yeah. in the end. Yeah, she was good. Um, yeah, I mean everybody else kind of like. It's like we were talking before, though. Um, I made a note about the vixen because, yeah, all of her shit started falling off and she was losing her skirt on the runway. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I she's not the worst to me because, I mean, at least she tried and yeah. like, her shit was falling apart. I, I, Eureka was so hesitant. Oh, she was. Yeah. She, she's very slow and careful. And it's like, oh, girl, are you even trying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's already like telegraphing just where her head's going to be out yeah. for the rest of yeah. the day. Which is at least the next two episodes, um, which is worrisome because she was really fierce when she was on before and now she's a mess. So, yeah. And again, I thought Calorie was basic. It's like, OK, you can shake your ass. But that was kind of like you did. Yeah. yeah. You know, Callie could shake her ass. Vixen did some gymnastic gymnastics. And that was it. You know, just posing and not voguing. And then it's just kind of disappointing. I also thought one thing I did think was funny because um, I can sort of appreciate it. Yuha did because after um, Mayhem did the cartwheel, Yuha did like a, not a cartwheel. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And I said, when I was little, I could not. I mean, I still can't do a cartwheel. But when I was like four years old, I was in a ballet recital and I couldn't do a cartwheel, and all the other kids did. So they sort of taught me to do that weird little hop jump thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Work. And of course, I was running like a million degrees fever, and I was sick, and I was little, and everybody because laughed at you. me. Yeah. And I, I thought I was going to die of mortification. And that's when I first heard, they're not laughing at you, they're laughing with you. Um, but the little hop and jump thing I thought was really cute, because I, I, I could relate. Because I can't do a cartwheel either. And, and because I can be nice to Aquafina, at least she gave Jinx some airtime. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yes. <laughs> And it actually was cute. Jinx was appreciative, although I, I wasn't happy with like Jinx's makeup there. I don't know. There's something off about her her wigs and stuff. And yeah, that. it it was it was uh, not her best look. No, and and having met her, you know, Ren and I have met her. She's absolutely stunning in, in person. So. I think it was the collar. It was making her face look really round. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was something about just the way the wig was sitting on her head that didn't look quite right. So that was the uh, the mini challenge. And then our maxi challenge was Dragon a Dime because that was the first ever uh, maxi challenge on the first ever episode of the first season of Drag Race. So we're sort of definitely looking back. And I'm wondering if we're going to have a continued like nostalgia theme, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vanjie started, uh, Vanessa Vanjie started, so I, I wrote down that she was right. And I don't know what she was right about. I think she was just concerned about where she was going with that and not wanting to let Alexis uh, down. I have to uh, say, th- I love that they were doing this challenge. I, 
just on a personal like you you guys know how much i love like making costumes out of like oh yeah yeah yeah. so i i love when they do like and especially like this one where it's like not even themed where it's just like it's dollar store shit and so it makes me so happy it did also remind me, um, for those of you who go to science fiction conventions, um, there's a thing called Iron Customer, which oh, is absolutely. very similar, where you, you get, I mean, usually with Iron Customer, you get some better things to work with. You get fabric and accessories, et cetera, but you also get a lot of crap. And there is more themed, but it's the same thing, where basically you get a lot of different shit and you have to put together a costume. And I still remember um, one from Costume Con, what year was that, Ren? Are you of the discs? I was thinking of the discs. I was also thinking of the uh, cape that was made out of the Magic the uh, Gathering cards. In Costume Crowd 21, which was the first item customer, that was all, you know, the, the secret ingredient was AOL discs. Nice. And there were some amazing things done with the AOL discs. But somebody also made a full cloak with a hood out of uh, Magic the uh, Gathering cards. Where oh, they nice. Just, like, I, I, I don't know if it was for that or they were just wearing it at the thing, but it was like basically they punched holes in each of the cards and then put them together with rings and like made this amazing cloak. So I do have one uh, thing to point out for all of these queens. I don't like there were a shit ton of inflatable beach balls. Yeah. They, they, there there they, was like a whole them. part of them. Nobody used them. And I'm and I'm like. If I were in that situation, I'm just like, I'd be deflating those things and like ripping them up to turn them into fabric. And I want to know why the fuck nobody thinks about doing it. Or this. even, even <laughs> just taking a bunch of duct tape and, and making them into like a skirt and a little top, you know, and, and, and then deflating other parts to, to do with accessories. Yeah. yeah that, they had so many potentials and they didn't use it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, they all seem to stick with similar things. Um, we got to the workroom and then we had drama, 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 drama. Uh, Not for at, the drama. Oh my God. <laughs> and I put down a note and this is not, not said in, you know, out of cruelty, but Eureka seriously needs therapy. She oh. was such a mess because of everything she's gone through and it's a horrible thing and I can understand it, but I feel terrible that she's back on the show and she's basically being thrown into like anxiety central without any kind of support system. And it worries me. This is actually, I think some of the first drag that Eureka has done since getting out of physical therapy. And it's like, this is not the first thing that you want to do. This is like coming into the Olympics right after. Yeah. She should have asked for a pass to season 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I'm seriously breaking my heart because you can see just how, much on the edge she is on everything and not being able to function and it's not the physical therapy she needs to deal with the emotional and the just the the whole head trip that she's putting herself on and it's worrisome i mean you know i just think she's her going to be her own worst enemy for the however long she lasts on the season so that was upsetting so not mocking her just concern um everything else was just sort of drama um yeah, yeah and, it was big drama you know it's like you know, people can't you know decide for themselves what they want to do oh look she's using, using the same material as you oh look you're doing the same makeup i'm sorry i speaking of that because that was my next thing to mention was the aquarium versus cracker crap <clears throat> i didn't see the same makeup i saw two different things especially color wise their brows were different i don't know you know it was just like let's start shit there where there isn't shit to start there was so. kind of the basic same shape of the brow like the way that they were drawing it but i mean like cracker did a much thicker version but yeah, no, I mean, it was stirring shit up for absolutely no reason. I do have to say, Cracker is fucking smart. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a stand for Cracker at this point. 
trading with other queens for not even a lot of stuff, just like realizing what she needed and just like trading for it. And also coming with that fucking book of all of her looks. That's the most smartest thing because you lose track of the heat of the moment of what you've done before. But if you see a picture, you're like, okay, I did this and this to get that. And and so that's really clever. Yeah. Right, and I also give Cracker a lot of credit just not only for having the book, but for saying it's because I don't want to do what I've done before. So I want to make sure I, you know, I'm setting myself something new and not repeating myself, which is brilliant as compared to some people, you know, who, Trixie, um, who just do the same makeup basically over and over again, which maybe it's their thing, but there should be ways of kind of shaking it up. So, yeah, yeah, props to Cracker. I'm I'm basically on Team Cracker, uh, barring anything right now, too. I think she's amazing, and also she's over the drama she's just like whatever and even if there was something similar she certainly the look that she eventually pulled out was something entirely not what aquaria was doing it was really enjoyable just to see the workroom see yes. the people trying to create things because yeah. we missed that totally in all stars and it's just like yes this is what i live for i live for the creative process yeah Being a customer you, you have to and and, and so nice to, to see them you know respecting that again Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the fact that, you know, we actually saw people like deliberating, whether it's Yuha saying, you know, should I do this or should I do that? Should I make a tube dress or should, you know, and just sort of trying to work the way through what they were doing and how they yeah. was nice. Yes. Because, yeah, it shouldn't all be about drama and just like, you know, who's stabbing whom in the back. Some of us watch this show for like the hair, the makeup, the costumes, the design work. So. The presentation. Honestly, yeah. if they kept up with too much of the drama and they did not have the workroom stuff... I would probably nope out of this podcast. I don't blame you because, I mean, we're not... Maybe VH1 thinks everybody's into the reality show for the drama. Some of us are not. We actually... If it's a competitive show, we actually want to see the competition, not just the... Drama. Drama. Yeah. Yeah, The drama. Then we actually had the runway. Um, And Aquaria... My first note is Aquaria's look is terrible. Why is she wearing pasties? And they weren't even good pasties. That whole look to me was a hot mess. I don't understand how she wound up being safe. I couldn't even tell what the hell she made her stuff out of, which might be a good thing if you're doing a 99 cents challenge, but it's also like, but what? But you can get clocked for not being able to tell what you made your stuff out of. That happened with Ivy. Yeah, I I don't know what it was, but it it didn't impress me. It felt like it was half finished. Like she only put the pasties on because it's like, oh shit, I don't have a bodice. Yeah, Yeah, she looked like she ran out of material, yeah. Yeah, because the overall idea was cute that she was kind of doing the shepherdess, you know, little Bo Peep thing with the big hat and the skirt and blah, blah, blah. But she didn't finish it. And it just, yeah, looks like, oh, shit, let me grab something and, you know, duct tape them onto my or glue them onto my tits because <coughs> I've got nothing there. And it, it looks sloppy to me. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So I don't understand how she got safe. And for all her, you know, constant bragging about how she's all that, she did not wind up in the top, did she now? I don't remember what Asia was wearing. <laughs> she oh, was, was wearing like the the ribbons and shit like that. Ribbons. And right. she, okay, she, yeah, she, had, she had the basket on, on top. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was actually cute. I mean, I, I thought the 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 colors. It was nice because she kind of went with all the sort of like bright colors, and she kind of looked like an Easter store had blown up. She was her. starting to lose her shape, though. It was kind of the okay. same problem that uh, Vanessa has. A lot. A lot of them seem to be losing their shape in by throwing so much crap onto themselves. I thought Asia's headpiece was really awesome, but also looked really painful because, you know, yeah. the, the, the whole basket with things in it's like, ooh, you can have that on your head maybe 15 minutes before you start getting a headache. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good yeah, thing I, that she was safe then, so she didn't have yeah. to get judged. Oh, really? 
Yeah, the, yeah, the hat, I thought that the hat part, the headpiece was actually the nicest part of the whole thing. Now that I, I remember what it was. Yeah. Um, but it, it worked. I think at least it was a good, solid effort. Then we had Calorie, who was in the money dress, and it was awful from the back. <sighs> the Again, back was a disaster. Oh, my God. It was awful from yeah. the front, too. Yeah, it, the... Which again, losing shape. I mean, she she had a shape, but somehow it didn't quite work with her. She, and it, she didn't have a good plan on placing the the money. Right. You know, if she had thought it out and came up with a pattern, she could have done a much better job with it than and, than she did. And as she's called out later on, there were so many people who have done that dress before because yeah. they yeah. did a whole money ball thing in season three. And then they brought that back in season eight when they did everybody's got to do their own individual challenge. And those dresses were stunning. And uh-huh. with hers, it kind of looks like a fan who is just like, I'm going to try to imitate this dress that Rasha made. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear, wear to see, you know, wear to Comic Con. It doesn't matter because no one's paying attention, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I, you know, Michelle said later, you know, obviously design isn't your forte, and it was obvious. I mean, but there's ways she could have still done the money thing and tried to do a different dress and didn't. Which, and the other thing for me is just a personal thing. It's just that, yeah, she was trying to be, you know, Chris, Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner. Like, yeah, she was totally being Kardashian Chris Jenner, Jenner, whatever, but. As somebody who's not a fan of Chris Jenner, <laughs> aka Satan, it didn't like sit with me. Plus, she's such a Chris is such a scrawny, you know, woman that she wouldn't wear a dress like that anyway. So I just think the hair—if she was going to go with the money thing, at least like have a big green wig or do something like bigger and bolder. It was very, very conservative for yeah everything else. It just again basic. Blair was awesome. Um, Ma- Maleficent Maleficent in a Jetson world. Yes. Yeah, she was fashionable, but you could still tell that it was from the dollar store, which is what you want to do for this challenge. Absolutely. And it really was a great use of the visors, both like the as the the neck piece and the collar, and then also the skirt, because it fit her right. It sat right on her. It just really was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very fashionable, too. I mean, it was very modern, you know, mod, mod, and I loved it. So that was awesome. And then we had um, somebody else in silver, which was Dusty. And, the hat. Uh, no. Yeah, if, if she taken off that fucking hat or done it had a different headpiece on, I think she could have been a winner. I mean, because yeah. the, the dress was great, the but that hat yeah, was nice, like, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it, it, it was clear that her vision wanted to be clown, and but she didn't serve clown from the neck down, mm-hmm. and right. that's where she failed. Yeah, and it was had like a unfortunately because she was in silver, she really was like the Tin Man and drag. Yeah, and but it wasn't. She didn't even play with that and go for the full. Okay, I'm going to do like a, a Wizard of Oz character. She was, and, and that's what Michelle said later about her going from like, you know, going into costume territory. And I, I'm glad she did her signature look because I think it was good for her. But in a way, she got it out of the way and she got clocked on it. But as we'll see next week, she learned from it, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. And I think she was okay. Um, then uh, Monet came out in her sponge dress. It was fucking see, terrible. I, I, I li- no, no, I like the dress itself. The, you know, from, from the neck up, it kind of sucked. And I get, you know, that she was trying to do a concept, and the concept didn't come through, but the whole the whole head made the rest of it a real disaster. Yeah, and the head sort of turned her into, like to me, like Fred Flintstone, because it just looked like weird and caveman yeah. And it, she was thinking too much. I mean, that's the problem. Well, Sometimes you can get too into your own concept. Now, I, I also think that the dress just didn't work, because, I mean, she's talking about like how she's, you know, like scrubbing the floor with her dress, and I'm like, no, you just did a really shitty hemming job on the bottom of this you should have right. brought that 
brought that uh, dress line up because you should not be walking on it. And yeah, just with the way the sponges were working, it just it didn't work for me. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing. And, and I, like I said, I thought, you know, she's obviously very cerebral, but it's like, whereas somebody like Sasha Valor can be very cerebral and somehow it works, this did not work. It was I'm, like she was thinking too much. Part of my other problem might have been that in Untucked and in the next episode, she'll go on about this dress. And I'm like, no. Drop it. Drop it. <laughs> no, let it go. Good. Make it like frozen. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yeah, um, yeah. no, it was it was too much. Vixen came out and she was wearing the the thing made out of the pool pool noodles, and she was the one where she looked awful, and I don't understand why she wasn't in the bottle. It was basically stuff on a bikini. Yeah, yeah. Is this season ten? No, but it wasn't as awful as other things. They have like two days to like make these dresses. I could have made that in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> any of us could. Yeah. Because there was really no construction. It was basically pool noodles twisted and stuck together in like, you know, After a, a bikini, like yeah. pleasing, pleasing shape. And I think she cut out, she maybe cut up one or two and just kind of stuck them on as adornments. But yeah, it was like really, really like cheap, fast, low level as compared to other people who like, you know, as much as we're, we're clocking Monet, she still spent a lot of time gluing those sponges on and thinking about stuff. With the hair and the makeup and everything. Yeah, else. so she, yeah. she actually put more thought in, into it. Yeah, the, and she the, also put the, more time into it. Yeah. And the Vixen is just, I, I swear, I was like, why is she not in the bottom two? Mayhem looked awesome. Mayhem, did. Mayhem looked great. Right. And, you know, sometimes we, we clock people on, like, not padding, you know, but it looked perfectly fine that she wasn't padded because I liked the way that the, the vest thing, the bolero thing went over her chest and the hair, and the hat and the skirt, everything just worked really beautiful. I mean, she she totally blew Chi Chi Devane out the water, right? Because this is the best use of like garbage bags and like plastic, you know, latex gloves and stuff ever. Yeah, right. And, and again, it was a great looking dress, but you could still tell what it was made out of, which is yeah. really important to do. And Part of the I show. like just mentioning the padding. Like, I think it's something that we're going to have to get used to because there are so many people this season who are showing boy chest, which is fine in certain situations. And the reason why right. I'm getting on Aquaria for it is because, one, we haven't seen Aquaria do anything else. And also, I just don't like her. So, yeah, I know. I agree. But I'm saying that in this case, I thought Mayhem, it, it worked yeah, so mayhem, well. Yeah, it worked well. Yeah, it wasn't just like for the sake of it. It just the whole thing came together beautifully. So props to Mayhem. And also, I like Mayhem's makeup. I like the wig. Is oh, everything it was beautiful. Yeah, it was just the whole concept worked together. I, Eureka was also meh, and I can't even remember what Eureka was wearing. That's how she's, she's wearing a thiggy that had flowers and like cookies on top. Oh, and, right, right, and, yeah, right. The, the sort of Barbie with the, the lollipop and the dog I, in the bag. Yeah, yeah I think she like, probably girl, got girl. her hands on a couple of shower curtains or something to make a dress. That's yeah. kind of what it, it looks very like to sort me. Sort of Easter Barbie with a with a stuffed. Up. I thought I I'll say I like the accessorization. I like the dog in the bag. I thought that was cute, and it but it was very it it didn't quite work. But she it was it was cute, but it didn't stand out at all. Right, exactly. That's why yeah. I couldn't even remember what it was. And then Monique was also kind of meh. And again, I can't remember what she wore. Okay, I I, I have a oh. whole thing about Monique because the thing is, I've been planning to do this almost exact costume i have playing cards okay. like in a drawer right, that i've right, been planning to put cards. together into a dress and she did a fairly good job I, and she's another one who's just like i'm gonna be in the top i'm gonna be in the top her problem is she was way too busy in the collar and on the wrist by putting all this extra stuff on it and she needed to fit the bodice 
Oh yeah, the bodice totally needed to be more fitted. That was that was like you know, that busted it for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was the card thing, and and as we said, we've seen other people do things with AOL discs and and Magic the Gathering cards, which are basically playing cards just with different stuff on them. Um, and it was a good concept, but she didn't quite get it right. Yeah. And yeah, and and later on, especially in the the Untalked, where she just would not shut up about why she should have won. You know, like sometimes you don't win and you're wrong and move on and stop like belaboring the fact that you're so awesome and nobody can appreciate your awesomeness because then you um, become like milk right exactly oh yes it was a good idea but it didn't quite go and yeah she needs to let it go because she's sometimes sometimes contestants on the show get way too much and up their own asses about how fabulous they are and maybe they're not or maybe they need to learn from it um then next came vanessa and uh, my note was that she looks like a michael's display michael's floral display that blew up Oh my um, gosh, that's so totally true. Now, I was going to say for our listeners, I'm a Barbie collector, so I appreciated the use of all the dolls, even though they're like cheap knockoff Barbies, but we lost her shape. I, yeah. I don't know. She looked like a Michael, Michael's display that blew up on her. Vanessa looked to me like, you know, one of those um, flower bathing caps, you know, from yes. the 1960s, <laughs> which is like this big round thing with all these like really big flowers. And then, then you would see like your legs below it and, you know, maybe a head in there. And it's just like, Oh, girl, no. See, I thought she looked like a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, which one? <laughs> well, I mean, not a particular one, just like maybe from like a new generation of Pokemon. Oh, it's okay. like, here yeah. is a plant creature thing with, you know, well, flowers yeah, and legs. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She thought it was like a turtle, but the body is actually this big flower ball instead of like the turtle back and stuff. Because you saw squirrel. arms and legs and a head, but yeah, it was just like this round body. It didn't. Yeah. Sometimes less is more, and in this case, it definitely, it would have worked if she hadn't been so damn busy, and we actually saw, like, a shape instead of this, well, this she a basketball. Had, when she had it on the mannequin in the workroom, it actually didn't look too bad, because she hadn't put as many flowers and Barbies on it. Yeah. And it, yeah. if she had just, you've got to edit yourself. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the whole Coco Chanel thing about before you walk out the door, at least take off one accessory. She needed to do that. I, and I, when they did the close-up, I actually liked the headpiece or the headband that she did with, like, the doll on the side of her face. That was really cute, but overall, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Yuha came out, uh, Yuha came out, and I really liked it. I got Michelle's joke from the beginning. Sorry that Rue didn't get the Ankh joke, but it was funny. And I will say something in Yuha's defense, because they kept saying, oh, it looked just like Ivy's dress. And it didn't. At least, Ivy's dress was like black with like the tape on the skirt. It was a totally different shape and a totally different feel to it. So I kind of felt they were over, they were overclocking her for no reason. They just said, oh, we've seen this one before. I don't think we've seen this particular dress before. I felt her dress was under-constructed yeah. in, in that it was just mostly um, the strips sort of like bound together by the waist and then, then yeah. just kind of like in a share kind of thing, like to, like to flow free. I'd have liked to have seen her spend, you know, 15 or 20 quality minutes on the sewing machine just sort of like stitching the uh, sides of those um, ribbons together to, to form a more cohesive dress, yeah, skirt. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely agree that it was under-constructed. I will give her credit for making earrings. Oh, yeah. yeah. She made earrings. And also, I didn't think that it was fair comparing it to Ivy, because Ivy never took that thing out onto the runway. That was her okay. entrance outfit. Right, yeah. And, and it was yeah. very different, but um, yeah, I can understand it from both sides. Like, Personally, I would have had her be safe because there were some safe girls that I would have put in the bottom before her. 
Yeah, definitely. I, and also, I like the flow of it. I thought, I mean, I agree with Ren, what you're saying in terms of construction, but I thought that she made, it was, in terms of the way it flowed on her, the way it moved, the way it kind of fit her, it, it was, it worked that way for me. Yeah, That's, yeah, she, she was able to work it well, but it's yeah. still not. Yeah, but it was better than a bunch of pool noodles just glued to your, your bikini. Yeah. In terms of construction. So, yeah, it should have done more, but it certainly was better than some of the other ones. So, And I thought, again, yeah, I, the, the fact that Ivy, Ivy's dress was so different because they showed it. And it was like a black skirt with, like, the safety tape on top of it making a skirt. But it was, like, a totally different silhouette, totally different style. Yeah. So that was, like, kind of shitty. Yes, yeah, so I put down Cracker was amazing. Oh, my God. <sighs> this, was the, this was the best outfit she, you know, the, the shower curtain or whatever skirt so, to uh, self cover the buttons and to do, do and to do bias trim for the jacket. It's like, oh my girl, you know how to freaking sew. Yeah, and I just thought the shape of it, the fact that she used the hat trims as sort of the ruffle thing. And again, there's somebody this time she didn't pad, and that was okay because again, the silhouette worked for her body, and she. Was oh yeah. Like, and then on top of that, between the hat and the makeup and the earrings, and then the personality, just the yeah. fact that she was playing a character, and we knew exactly who and what she was when she came out. It was it was perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, everything about it worked. And I mean, like, in terms of padding, it's like she didn't pad her chest, but she certainly padded her hips and everything, and she looked oh, really, yeah. really good in that. Yeah, I mean... It she basically the entire thing was made out of you know the the straw hats and the uh shower curtain and it was yeah. just so editorial and just everything worked like together like it it was like a just clear vision like i mean like i this is my personal favorite i can see why mayhem ends up winning but this was for me it's like this oh. was just same and, so and this one was like really super good to me it was like a couture outfit i mean granted it was like old school because it kind of gave me like a 60 late 50s early 60s vintage feel to it too but it worked it was beautiful so yeah i she that was my favorite also and trying not to be just like well because i really like cracker i mean it just it, i don't care who was wearing it it worked it was beautiful yeah. Yeah, I think I would have said that was the winner also. But um, And then my next question is, why the hell is Aquaria safe? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sorry, out of you know, almost everything, with, with few exceptions, that was just one of the cheapest, like, crappiest looks altogether. I, and I don't understand why, except for they're keeping her on for the drama. Well, I'll do the Vixen, because Vixen's look was totally busted, too. Yeah, um, and then we kind of went... To the workroom and Monique was still going on and somebody said hashtag it was Eureka says hashtag bitter and yeah it's like she needs to Monique needed to stop in terms of like things that were going on she was just very bitchy about stuff so uh, and then we had our early April fools um, because we got uh, pheromone coming out <laughs> and it turned out to be a Christina and you know the joke would have worked really really better if they hadn't kept kept announcing and kept showing Christina Aguilera coming out on the runway to sit with the judges and announcing she was a guest judge. Is it kind of like the surprise left? Also, I want to know why the fuck they made a big deal out of it because she was such a non-entity there. Yeah. She was. And it's, it was just there for like the dramas and nothing else. It's like, yo, could you please stop manufacturing dramas? These are queens. They can make their own drama. They do not need your help in the editing bay. Yeah, um, and it's a shame because she looked great, and you know she's been a judge on The Voice, but she knows how to be like a reality show judge and and yeah. stuff. And they, she was wasted, you know. So, and like I said, if they hadn't kept 
promoting her, then it might have actually been kind of like, oh, my God, a gasping moment. And granted, the queens were excited by it. So, I yeah. mean, I like their reactions. That was kind of nice. But yeah, other than that, yeah, fail. Then we had the runway and they were like, all I put down was so many tears. Uh, everybody's crying. Uh, there was just this season is going to be the season of weeping. I just like, yeah, this I've never seen so much crying on the show. I mean, you know, in the judges critiques, Callery, you know, talked back to Michelle. Oh, girl, no, you don't do that. Then the first time. Dusty Ray was rightfully read for her dots. No. Mayhem started crying. It's like, oh, please don't. Now, right? I will say in Dusty's defense, I don't think that it was rightfully. If this was episode two and Dusty had done them two times in a row, I would have said that, yes, Michelle is, you know, right. completely right to read her for filth. But this time it's like she's showing off her signature look and she's not going to do it every time. I think that, you know, a warning would have been fine, but I think it was just a little bit harsh in the way she put it. And the fact that the judges kept on harping on it, and it's like, just get the fuck over it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I was more on the judges' side in terms of Dusty's hat, because I oh, yeah. think that, I mean, that was like the worst problem. But yeah, the spotted makeup was fine. I mean, it, that didn't bother me at all. Um, and just an aside, just because Michelle, like, kept going on about her Ankh joke. Ankh is a symbol of life. It's not a symbol <laughs> of, like, peace. And it's just like, Michelle, at least if you're gonna make a joke, know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a symbol of life and <laughs> resurrection. Like, And then she was like, oh, I think it's a sign of, like, stop. <laughs> don't make a joke if you don't know the context. Yeah. So going just, back to some judges' critiques, um, right. Vanessa was, uh, got a really bad critique in that. It's like, yeah, we didn't actually see what you tried to do until you actually spoke. And so if a queen has to rely on, on, on speaking to, to, to pull her own bit, own, all bit together, it's like, that's not a very good thing. Because, you know, when queens are actually performing, they're not actually speaking in real life. For the most part, they're lip-syncing. So if you have to rely on the actual voice to, to make the whole thing work, then that's kind of a fail. Well, I right. think it, what the whole thing is that so for a lot of the queens that have won, personality has played into the decision-making process. And so I think that like, when uh, Vanessa did speak, it's like, oh, well, we kind of do see like a personality that would be interested to really see around. But obviously it wasn't enough to save her, so. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, as Ren just pointed out, it's one of those things where if you have to explain what you're doing, and the same thing was true earlier, you know, of Monet, if you have to explain what you're doing, it's not it's working. It's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if people can't grasp it right away, just from like the visual look, you've screwed up. So yeah. that was part of Vanessa's problem. So yeah, um, so in the end, uh, Mayhem was the winner, and I, I think it was deserved. But I think you know, personally, and I think we're all in agreement that we kind of think that Cracker probably had a, should have had a slight edge. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I also I, I wonder also in a little bit because if there's favoritism not even if it's conscious because Mayhem has been around for so long and she knows so many queens and she's kind of like has a slight edge over other people I don't know and it may also be that they want to keep Cracker and Aquaria on the same level for now just to amp the the drama between them right although. You know, Aquaria was safe and Cracker did better. Yes, yeah, she was on. She was in the top, even though eventually she was found to be safe. Um, and yeah, and again, they clocked you with some more for that dress. And again, Ivy's dress was nothing like that. So I think she yeah. got she she got more shit than she deserved. And Blair was fab, so she was safe. And then our lip sync came down to Calorie, 
and versus uh, Vanessa. And again, um, Vanessa, I don't know, she's gaining this weird cult of you know fans <laughs> after the show that I don't quite get myself. Well, no, we she, had... see, she hypnotizes everybody by going, Miss Vanji, Miss Vanji, Miss Vanji, and that just that has been stuck in my head the whole freaking week. I have to I say, saying... I give her credit. It is hard to get a meme to happen in one episode, but she did yeah. it. Yeah, she's the the queen of memes. RuPaul keeps like retweeting like every Vanjie meme that that comes her way. So people are now like, oh my god, she's going to be back for All Stars four, or she's going to be back like Shangela for season eleven and season twelve. And just like, I don't. I mean, I think she has a lot of work to do. I mean, and it's a shame because I love Alexis Mateo. I think Alexis is awesome, and oh, I think yeah. Vanessa has. You know she's potential, but she didn't really grab me that much on any reason. Um, the lip sync was "Ain't No Other Man," uh, which is a Christina song, and um, I thought Calorie was a better performer. I yeah. really yeah, did but, think. But, she but, it but, out. Well, Vanessa kept getting distracted by her hair and a wrap. There's plenty of shots of her going like you're pushing her hair out of her face or oh. pushing the wrap away away from her. Whereas Calorie was was just kind of performing it. I did get the impression that that Vanessa was feeling it as much. Vanessa stood around. She posed a lot. I saw that she did yeah. not move that much, yeah. whereas Calorie had a lot of energy. Yeah. Carson kept on jaw-dropping over what Calorie was doing with her ass. And as soon as she made it rain, it was over. Oh, yeah. yeah the money thing was, was like the, the top it all off. Yeah. Yeah, and the striptease. I mean, just everything she did, even though her costume wasn't that great, the performance was really good. And um, I can see why she's popular, you know, in Albuquerque, because she is, I think she's got a lot of potential. Just She's just not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but Vanessa, I don't know what it was. She just did not do anything for me whatsoever. So I thought it was, uh, Calorie had a deserved win there. So. Yeah. And then we had our creepy Vanjie, Vanjie, Vanjie. Miss um, Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, shut up. Yeah, just just stop it. Make it go away. Ew. <laughs> Make the scary person go away. But she she had her moment, and let's, yeah. you know, her drag mother certainly, you know, had her own, you know, catchphrase, and Rue kept on throwing yeah. it out at her, and so Miss Vanjie yeah. was just like, you know what, I'm going to get my own so yeah, <laughs> so, and now it. she's become like this. She she broke the internet this past week, which is yeah, of, pretty much, which is good. Yeah, yeah I've loved. You know, if nothing else, she'll she's got a legion of fans now. She'll be doing well at shows and all that, which is good. I mean, I don't wish yeah. ill on most if any of the performers whatsoever. So it was a good thing. Yeah. So and 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 a memorable start, I think, to the season. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. Does anybody have any like? You know, draft picks for this season. Like, I mean, we know what our faves are, but is there anybody you think that even if you don't like them, it's like, I think they might end up going to uh, top uh, three or four. Right now, for me, I think the the field is generally open. Um, I think we're going to lose Eureka sooner than later if she doesn't get her head together. Yeah. Um, Cameron Michaels is actually surprising me. So I think Cameron might be a dark horse. And Dusty Ray is starting to impress me because I didn't care for her either way. And she's starting to grab me, uh, as is Ms. Cracker. Uh, but who knows? I think it's the field is pretty wide open right now. Yeah, it pretty is. I mean, I like Ms. Cracker and uh, I love love Blair St. Clair's aesthetic. But, you know, it's early days, so you can't yeah. tell from anything right now. Uh, I yeah, just we got thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, for me, just, you know, my crystal ball, I'm going to say, if I'm going to guess top four right at this moment, I would go Ms. Cracker, Mayhem, Asia, and as much as I hate to say it, Aquaria. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I honestly haven't thought that far ahead yet, because we've got 14 people down to 13, and I'm just, I'm still trying to get 
the personalities of certain car- certain people on yeah. the show and like their faces and their names. So yeah. I, I can't quite sort them out yet. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Should Should we take a quick look at Untucked? Uh, you can. All right. Well, um, my impressions of, of Untucked is that that uh, the Saga Cell opening was great, which is RuPaul explaining what what Untucked was, but we also get got uh, captions and. It's like, okay, why do we need captions if you just sort of explain everything in the saga cell? But we had captions. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the big points of, of Untucked was that um, Vixen's there for the drama, you know, and, and Aquaria thinks that that cracker's out to get her. Eureka is very sensitive right now. Um, I think the, I don't know, between the Vixen and Aquaria, it just seems like that's the drama factory because the, cause the Vixen seems to be feeding into it a lot and stirring it up a lot. And instead of saying, girl, get over it, leave it alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I want them to have to be on separate sides of the workroom because then I think Vixen is terrible stirring things up. And also, um, Calorie, I have to say. Um, I mean, I know she knew that she was going to be lip syncing, but she threw a little bit of a you know, fit, which I thought, you know, was very unbecoming of a queen. It was just a small thing. Yeah. yeah. But I, I loved how they all fangirl Christina. Yeah. And asked so many cool questions and stuff like that. You could tell that they are all, you know, so happy to be able to meet this, you know, this diva. And it was just a really enjoyable segment, that yeah. part of it. Yeah. And I think Christina is a fan and she seemed to be appreciating it too. So that was nice. I mean, just, you know, sometimes people come on and you're like, why are they here? They don't care about this at all. It's just a good, like, promotional thing. And I think Christina yeah. actually was enjoying herself. So that yeah, was good. Yeah. You know, and at the end, um, Vanessa got notes from both Vixen and, and Aquaria, which I thought was really nice because you would expect them to, to, to write encouraging notes, you know, because of their performance on this episode. But it's like, okay, they have a good side too. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe the, they're being edited badly. Although I think in Aquarius' case, she's one of those people that everything that comes out of her mouth is going to be like you know annoying and shit talking. So I don't, yeah. I don't think it's editing for Vixen because I yeah. think she came in and she wanted to be the bitch. She's like, yeah. there's a bitch on every season, and this is the role that I'm going to be because that way I'm going to get screen time. Which is a shame. I mean, yeah, you have to learn to stand out, but it, that kind of negative thing to me always turns me off. So, um, okay, so uh, so we didn't learn a lot from Untuck, just that everybody cries a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is going to be a theme for season. <laughs> okay, so are we ready for our CUNT picks for the week? Sure. Okay. Um, I don't know. For me, charisma. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I think Miss Cracker because she's just she's grabbing me. Yeah, that's what I have. Me too. Yeah. And um, uniqueness for me, I think uh, Dusty Ray is starting to stand out a little bit. I had Aquaria and Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had Dusty Ray as well. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think she's showing some quirkiness, which is good. I mean, you know, we, I, I, I like my quirky queen. So, well, she's she's got that kind of New York quirkiness, but it's not to the point where it is a standoffish, like you know, compared yeah, to like milk, for example. Yeah, and also, can I just make a quick? Uh, note that um, out of drag I think Dusty Ray is adorable she reminds me sort of a dorky Yoan Griffith which for those of you who know Yoan Griffith is and it just I, I think he's adorable I just yeah. <laughs> I, 
I was like, you are so cute. Yeah, Blair St. Clair is really cute too, but they're right. I mean, he like becomes a Boy Scout. He's a fetus. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like 14. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's a little baby face, whatever. But yeah, um, I don't know. Just like my, I, my hard eyes with when it comes to Dusty out of drag. Um, in terms of nerve, um, I'm not sure because there's a lot of nerve going around, both good and bad. So. You know, I, I would give it credit nerve because she's so full of herself. You know, and likes to make sure that everybody knows, you know, how awesome she is. And so I think that that's kind of a nerve, consider- considering she's, you know, so young, you know, is is at the point where it's like, I'm all this and I don't care what everybody else is. So she has she has to learn to, like, you know, at least pay attention to other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, from what there was, some people were saying it was either this week or, or next week. They're saying they were following her since she was 14. So I guess she's been around on social media. Oh, no, there that, 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 that was a door this this week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just one of those things where I, I don't care how young somebody is. They, she still has a lot of maturity and a lot of like life experience to go yet. She's just not somebody who knows where their towel is at the age of like 21. And yeah. then talent. Um, I think we saw at least design-wise, we saw a number of talented people this week. I so. went with Mayhem because she was great in both the mini challenge and the main. Yeah, I, I yeah, think I agree. Mayhem, I mean, obviously she's got a, a legacy to live up to with all of her drag sisters, and I think she's already proven. It's like, yes, I am supposed to be here. And she's been trying to get onto the show forever, and it's like, right. this is a, this is um, this is her time, and I think she's somebody to look for. I, I totally agree, because I know she's also, like, somebody who does stand-up uh, Pandora boxes, like I said, she's very funny. But she's somebody who, like, has experience, but there's talent to back it up. So she's, you know, definitely somebody to look for. So I guess that wraps up the first week of Drag Race, and we will be back next week, or actually very soon, <laughs> very soon with episode two. So until then, this is Jan. And Red. And MC. Bye. Bye.